I will do the same. Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Tripp. Today with me is an internet acquaintance of mine, Joel Bacher. Hi, Joel. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. So what is your experience uh, watching made-for-TV movies? Do you watch a lot of made-for-TV movies? Um, Not so much. Uh, over this holiday season, we ended up watching a really inordinate number of these Hallmark Christmas movies and would just essentially make the most inappropriate jokes we possibly could as we were going along watching them. I think it was our way of dealing with the stress of the holiday season, just just <laughs> mocking anything remotely festive or Christmas related. So um, that's been my primary experience of late with TV movies. Um, I know that growing up, TV movies were always, that they were looked down upon as like this, this is, you know, a lesser tier of, of entertainment than an actual movie but with the explosion of really prestige brilliant television shows i don't really know that that's the case anymore i mean everything is streaming now so what is and what isn't a tv movie is a is open to interpretation yeah i've um definitely hopped on netflix uh to watch made for tv movies for this uh program quote-unquote even though is that really does that really count maybe maybe not uh in the case of open house it was definitely it definitely felt like a lifetime thriller so it it felt appropriate anyways (laughs) yeah and i mean what what we watched today i watched on amazon prime which is gonna completely screw up my suggestions for the next couple of months i think (laughs) probably yeah, I think I've screwed up my mom's Amazon Prime. Now it's just like everything that has snow in the title will come up. <laughs> That's what it seems like. They presume if you like one thing, if you've watched one thing that has a thing, you'll want everything related to that thing. So, yeah. Right. And then it starts showing up seasons. in your Facebook feed and, and <laughs> you know, all over the place. So now your secret shame of being a part of this podcast is going to follow you for months. <laughs> oh no, the the podcast is not the shame. The shame is that I paid $4 to see Christmas reservations. <laughs> oh no. Although I have I've well, spent $4 in much dumber ways, so. <laughs> well, let's get into it, shall we? Christmas reservations. You see the word reservations has two meanings. It can mean the thing you use to m- make sure that you're allowed to stay at a hotel room or eat at a specific restaurant, or it can be a feeling about how you're feeling unsure about something. And if you miss that, you have, I don't know, three mini speeches throughout the movie to figure that out. <laughs> yep. And it was mind blowing every time. <laughs> uh, yeah. A true revelation. Um, so this movie has Melissa Joan Hart as Holly. She's uh, living at the hotel that her parents used to run. Her mother has passed. And um, what's his name? Michael Michael Gormley? Gross, I think. Michael Gross, right. Yeah, family ties. Uh, 
I know him from Tremors. Okay. <laughs> but yes, That's a much, <laughs> much cooler association to have than with than family. To... This movie is a real, like, uh, sitcom summit meeting because we've got Melissa Joan Hart, we've got Michael Gross from Family Matters, and Marky mm-hmm. Post from Night Court. So, yeah. Yeah, this is this and is packed packed with stars, packed with TV stars of yesteryear. <laughs> and uh, Kevin is played by I forget the actor's name, but he he is not like a family sitcom guy, but he was in um, Desperate Housewives as even. That's right. I I looked him up <laughs> on on IMDb after this because he looked very familiar, and he's had I don't remember I don't think I ever watched Desperate Housewives, but I'm sure I've seen this guy and in small yeah. roles here and there. Um, so she's living at this uh, hotel with her dad. Um, he's still dealing with his grief of uh, losing his wife and is having a hard time running the hotel. Um, and then we see our cast of people checking in. Our wacky cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our wacky cast so, yeah. of characters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have Leo, who is a nerd who goes to Dartmouth. He has parents, but we never really see them. Yeah, yeah. He has phantom Godot parents, and <laughs> he looks slightly like the elf that doesn't want to make toys in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yeah, if he was wearing a hat, I think that would work. The, yeah, he wants. He really wants to be a dentist. That's why he's going to Dartmouth. <laughs> um, and then we have what was her name, Priya, or I think it was Prina, because I thought Priya too. And her now was that her grandmother that she was with? Yeah. Okay. She kept calling her Dadi, which I don't know if that's a term of endearment or if that was actually her name. I assumed. In the IMDb, it just says. Dottie, it just says Dadi. Yeah, I, I looked it up too. I assumed it would say like Dottie slash whatever her name was, but I don't think anyone calls her by her name. No. <laughs> so no, she she's just the grandmother. She's just the grandmother, and she goes through an interesting transformation at some point in the movie from just complaining about everything and not wanting to be there to suddenly being kind of this magical figure that can seems to have read the script and know who everyone is going to end up with. <laughs> I wasn't sure when she that happened. Yeah, she she has more of an arc than our main characters do. Significantly more though. Oh, I don't know when that change occurred though. Yeah, I don't know when we when she, there was no moment of her suddenly achieving enlightenment and knowing whom everyone should be with. Yeah, maybe it was when she dipped her feet in the hot tub. That did seem to be a big moment for her. <laughs> yeah, she uh, does not like the cold. And when we first see her, she's not even dressed for the cold. Um, No, she's got various stereotypical (laughs) Indian grandma clothes on. Yeah. So um, her granddaughter has kind of pulled a fast one saying, oh, we're going to look at all these universities for me to perhaps study at. And they looked at a few. And then I guess the original plan was for them to go back to India and then come back a week later to do some more university looking but yeah i guess yeah and the daughter just um or the granddaughter just has them go to this resort 
in Tree Lines. Was that the name of the resort? Mm-hmm. Just has them go to the resort instead, which I have to say, you, you know, the grandmother is kind of the antagonist figure for a while who makes it, you know, is, is getting in the way of her granddaughter making time with Hermie the Christmas elf. But um, <laughs> she actually takes that a lot better than I would in her situation to be like, no, wait, we were supposed to be looking at colleges and somehow you've managed to book a weekend at a ski resort without me being aware of it. I'd be really mad. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of unclear what exactly their plans were. If there was like supposed to be more universities and she's like, oh, I don't want to look at any more. Or if it she had a short list, a shorter list than her grandmother anticipated. But yeah, I'd, I don't know who's paying for this, if she's having her grandmother pay for this, or if she's like, well, I'm paying, so it's all fine. Yeah, if she were paying, that's one thing. But I have a feeling that's parent or grandparent money, and yeah. that <laughs> I, I'd be pretty annoyed. So I don't know if this is one something you necessarily want to delve into, but I have mixed feelings about these characters. Because it's nice to see people in a Hallmark I don't know if this was made for the Hallmark Channel, but it's basically a Hallmark it was, Christmas uh, movie. Lifetime. Oh, it's Lifetime. But okay. It's it's very uh, similar in tone. Yeah, um, it's nice to see non-white people in one of these movies because usually the casts are very very lily white. Um, mm. These characters they edge up on stereotype a little uncomfortably at times for me. Most yeah, mostly in regard to the, well, jumping ahead spoilers. The Bollywood dance number at the end threw me a little <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, they um, they do the uh, the grandmother is conservative and doesn't want her granddaughter to be talking to this random boy. But I mean that's true of a lot of cultures. That's, and then she doesn't want her yeah. in a bikini. True of a lot of cultures. Um. And then the only thing I found different was like they don't have an attachment to Christmas and all like the secular trappings of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And they like found Americans talking about Santa to be like this really charming, fun thing. So I kind of liked that perspective because I don't think I usually see like presumably hindu people like engaging with the secular side of christmas and christmas movies it's usually just like white americans who grew up christian and right. aren't particularly religious yeah and that's, that's true all you see. and i'm not i'm probably not the best person to make a call on that as a white man but i don't they weren't exactly a offensive caricatures at any point there were just a few moments of Eh, we're we're edging into some mildly uncomfortable territory, but it's not like yeah. Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit or something where it's like, <laughs> oh no, God, what were the they thinking? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have them, and then we have Kay and Tay, who are sisters, and I think one of them like won, uh, tickets to come. Yeah, that was the like impression that? I got. Got to the non marquee Post one. Who's I can't remember the name of the actress. Uh, Gigi Rice, I think. Gigi Rice, okay. She's uh, married to Ted McGinley. Oh, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, when I was looking at the credits for this before I watched, I was really excited to see that 
Ted McGinley was in it. And then once mm-hmm. I started watching the movie, I realized I had him confused with John C. McGinley. And so it was a bit of a disappointment when I when I realized, oh, it's not the guy from Scrubs. It's some totally different guy. Uh, which guy from Scrubs is John C. McGinley? He was the um, primary, the really cr- grouchy doctor whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. He's got... Oh, okay. It, he's been in a lot of different stuff in character actor roles. Yeah. <laughs> that is a switcheroo if you were expecting one and got the other. <laughs> what is Ted McGinley from? I don't recognize him. I like... The strange thing is I know who Ted McGinley is. Like if you said Ted McGinley, his face would come to mind. But I can't tell you like specifically like the biggest thing he's been in. He's okay. been in a lot of like uh, Christmas movies, uh, small Christian films. Okay. Um, And I think he did some TV stuff like in the 90s. But he doesn't have like one huge role that I'm just unaware of. He may, but okay. Uh, but we both are. Does, so I'm blanking on it entirely. <laughs> but um, he plays Duffy Johnson in this movie, and he won the silver medal in the Olympics like 20 years prior, or something. Mm-hmm. and has been coasting on it ever since. <laughs> um. Now I yeah. I've known guys kind of like this guy who have that like uh-huh. like one great thing that they did and are just going to harp on that for the rest of their lives. And mm-hmm. um, so he's a recognizable type in that way. Um, he seems to be also most of the most of the attempts made at actual comedy seem to center around him. And for the most part, they were pretty, pretty uninspiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think is his performance of being this like scuzzy ski bum guy who's living his former glory is it like perfect in this kind of zany stupid movie <laughs> or is it not like meshing with everything else and I can't decide how I feel. <laughs> He's definitely playing it broader than anybody else um yeah. for the most part um i guess i mean my my guess would be the director was like hey you're the comedy relief so really amp it up um yuck it up yeah yuck it up yeah and uh yeah tonally he doesn't really i mean as in so much as there is a tone he doesn't really <laughs> fit in with um well we've got diff- differing levels Melissa Joan Hart um, is always kind of at Sabrina the Teenage Witch level. Like she's she's a sitcom actress, and she's yeah. I remember I have a, um, stepdaughters, um, and so I watched a lot of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I always thought she was maybe funnier than she got credit for. Like she had pretty good comic timing. Um, that show was mm-hmm. genuinely kind of weird and funny sometimes. Um, yeah. And I was always a little disappointed that she she never really seemed to move beyond that. But I guess that's, you know, you rise to your skill level. And <laughs> she's she's decent decent enough in this. She, um, she, 
she's got a certain likability on screen and um, her character isn't particularly three-dimensional, but uh, it's not a phoned-in performance. She's, she's, and it's also not egregiously over the top. Yeah, I feel like everyone showed up. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone phoned it in. So that that is a good thing about this movie. I felt um, like um, Marky Post and, uh, spoilers, she and Melissa Joan Hart's, Holly's dad, um, end up together. I thought those two actors had some genuine chemistry together. Like, they really did yeah. seem to like each other. And um, even though the fact that they were bonding over Christmas decorations, which... By the time it, it didn't help that I watched this the day after Christmas, and I am so uh-huh. sick of Christmas this year. I have had enough. I can't do it anymore. Oh. And so the my um, my hangover of loathing for Christmas and affected how I feel about this movie. I think because oh, I dear. just just seeing all the Christmas stuff. I just it, I I was immediately on edge the the moment the movie started. It's like okay, here we go again, more Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't know, was drinking a fair amount of sangria, so I was, I was into it. <laughs> oh, the oh the tequila got bottle got to work out during this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, the best way to watch this movie is to make some sort of drinking game out of, like every time they mention uh, reservations, in some sort of winky way. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime an animal gets confused for a different animal. Uh, okay, that. <laughs> that is one of the more baffling subplots. Like I get that. So, what's her long lost boyfriend's name? I can't remember it now. Kevin. Kevin. So I get that Kevin's kids wants a dog. Want a dog. That yeah, that makes Kevin sense. Kevin comes to the um, hotel not realizing that she works for the hotel, and he brings his two kids. His wife passed away a few years ago, I guess. A lot of deads. A lot of dead spouses in these kind of movies. Yeah, it's, it's, no one's ever allowed to get divorced. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's it's a little brutal. It's like in Disney movies. There's you know parents rarely make it out of a Disney movie, and yeah. So it this the same rule applies to spouses in these in these films. Everyone's got a everyone's got a tragic backstory of a lost spouse. Um. But yeah, so his he's got two kids. Um. Who were I think he says they're supposed to be twelve and eleven, um, <laughs> which why they chose those ages? I don't yeah, know. they and should also, be much younger. Uh, yeah, the kid and also the kid actors playing them look older than twelve or eleven. I don't know how old they actually are, <laughs> but they look way too old to be acting the way that they are in the movie. It's it's very <laughs> distracting. They're acting like seven and nine. They're acting yeah. They're acting very and, young. They're acting very young. So you're like. Uh, I guess they just cast really old kids to play really young kids. But then he says later, my kids are 11 and 12. <laughs> and you're like, really? Yeah, I, <laughs> I theorized strange. at one point during the movie, like, do these kids, are they, do they have problems in some way? Because they, they're, <laughs> no. the stuff that they, yeah, they so they, I mean, the, the plot is by and large a series of wacky coincidences and hijinks. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're big thrust is that they want a dog and they find a dog um and reason that well that for, they're not supposed to have a dog at the hotel at the resort and so they reason mm-hmm. that okay we'll disguise him as a reindeer 
<laughs> with a little like this is like a golden retriever like it's there's a, no dog big enough anyways but no. if it was a great dane maybe <laughs> it's yeah and it's clearly a golden retriever and who, who is adorable i have to add that that was one of the highlights oh, of the yeah. movie he's really really cute dog. <laughs> not a not a great dog actor because I, he spent no. every scene looking off camera at, who, at whoever was clearly holding some treats but exactly <laughs> it not yeah not gonna win the dog academy award but he was <laughs> a, a much needed um boost of cuteness but yeah so they put like a little a couple of little reindeer antler on his on his head and i guess he escapes <laughs> i missed there seemed to be some gaps like at certain at yeah. some point the dad just knows that they have this dog without them ever exactly. being a, a reveal scene of like oh yeah we have a dog <laughs> of him finding the dog of him yeah, finding I was watching the dog with my mom and my sister and we had been fast forwarding through the commercials and um then he's like oh yeah the turns out they've been keeping a dog in there anyways let's sit on this bench and i was like oh i think we missed something so we went back and it was like oh no no they just didn't didn't film that scene (laughs) they just edited that out it wasn't necessary but yeah people spot this dog running around with the antlers on its head and everyone just seems to go oh it's a reindeer which for starters i'm not sure where this is supposed to be taking place i mean they're talking dartmouth which is in new hampshire yeah. so I, yeah is this in new hampshire i guess it could be i, I if she said i i, I don't kind remember of assumed like the poconos or something yeah um but yeah why is there a reindeer? i don't know why everyone assumes also, that like, what is clearly not... a golden retriever is a reindeer is <laughs> it'd be one thing if the kids were around and they were like being jokey like oh look a reindeer and right. they clearly know it's not a reindeer or if it was supposed to be like really dark and they just see like the shadow mm-hmm. and it the shadow is like taller than the dog and they're like oh look at that shadow it looks like a reindeer right but they don't they see a golden retriever with like floppy little fake reindeer antlers that you can barely see. You can barely see the antlers. You can clearly see a dog. And that it's like, a golden oh, look, a reindeer. <laughs> Which is further fuel for my personal theory that there is a gas mm. leak in this resort. <laughs> I mean, it is like a rundown resort. Yeah. And everything's going wrong. So that would make a lot of sense. But the from the way people behave the moment they get in the door, there's there's clearly something <laughs> going on. Strange. There's something going on here. Um, early on, uh, Holly and Kevin, uh, talk to each other and he writes something in her college yearbook. In Spanish. I I don't, yeah. I don't remember there being college yearbooks. I don't either. Are there? (laughs) Possibly. Maybe in some schools there are. Okay, so correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, if I interpreted this incorrectly. These two don't really seem to have anything to talk about, but stuff they did in college. Uh, they talk about her wanting to move to Rome someday. Okay, all right. It, it really seems like they focus hard on like, it. yeah, <laughs> we were we were buds in college. Remember all that cool stuff we did, which kind of fits in with mm-hmm. the skier who's all about like, remember that cool stuff I did like ten years mm-hmm. ago or twenty years ago or whatever it was. So I I guess thematically what we're looking for is the idea of you know letting go and and moving on and making something of your life other than being stuck in the past. But the fact mm-hmm. that she goes back to her 
boyfriend from college at the end. Spoilers. Seems to <laughs> seems to sort of undercut that a little bit. It's like I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just not know. picking up on the subtleties of Christmas reservations. <laughs> I'm sure. I I think it would have made more sense if they like started off like, oh, remember this from college, or did you keep up with that person, and da 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 da, and then like at some point they realize, oh yeah, like I actually am quite a bit different than I was in college. I don't do this anymore. I do do that now. This, that, and the other. And like, oh, well, actually, you know, I'm I'm still attracted to you. I think it's interesting that you've changed in however many years. But like, there doesn't seem to be like any change that's taken place other than the fact that Kevin got married, had kids, and she no longer uh, is interested in photography. Except that she is because she busts out the camera again. (laughs) upon right. my very yeah. mild prompting <laughs> uh so they are pretty much blank canvases in terms of characters yeah pretty much and uh, again melissa joan hart who i do do think does have decent comic timing is not given mm-hmm. anything particularly funny to do like they she has one zany scene where she's doing the uh what do you call it the trivia oh right and he knows the answer to all these nonsensical questions that are really hard about Christmas. And so he's running the board and then she gets flustered and she's like, why did we break up? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like, her one like, moment. That's her one moment. <laughs> and then that's when Dottie gets like interested in their relationship and she's like, oh yeah, they're going to get back together. I can tell. Yeah, she becomes the mad, the magical figure who has read the script and knows who everyone is supposed to be with. At the mm-hmm. end, she actually says something along the line near the end, like, "Well, it's clear your father is going to end up with what's her name? Is it K or Tay? I can't remember which one, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, wait, how do you? Are you just spying on all these people and have have a little dossier about who's interested <laughs> in whom? It's like I get that this place could be kind of boring, but her yeah. her degree of knowledge and investment in these strangers' romantic lives is." is a little bit odd yeah especially how long is this supposed to take is this a week is it a week that was not that was another thing that was not clear that was i guess i mean there's like that sign where it's like tonight we're doing this tonight we're doing that so i guess it was like four or five nights i don't know yeah the the actual because i was thinking it was just like over a weekend and so yeah the time frame is a little bit dicey yeah. Um, someone is nice to Dottie at some point, saying, "Oh, you'll like it better once you get into hot tub." Oh, I think that's Kay. I think that's Mar- is it Marky Post's character? I think it's Marky Post's character. Mm-hmm, maybe she's. She, I believe she's Kay and Gigi Rice. Was that her name? Uh-huh. Is is Tay? Okay. <laughs> um. And they talk about, like, the perfect piece. Or yes. Belongs together. Yes, the perfect then, piece. There's there's a really um, nail-on-the-head <laughs> visual analogy of the uh, puzzle that they're working on in the, the lodge. Yeah, it's a literal jigsaw it, it puzzle. It is a literal <laughs> jigsaw puzzle with a literal missing piece, just in case you, yeah. you are too dim to pick up the pick up the subtleties of that particular metaphor yeah so 
Dottie later talks to um, Holly to say, you're allowed to pursue Kevin because your dad's into what's-her-face and he'll be fine. Go live your life. Missing piece. And then Holly goes and stands and just, like, stares at the jigsaw puzzle for a minute and then is like, yeah, I should go after him and then goes after him. And it's like, what? It, it's just a metaphor. It's not, You don't need to look at the jigsaw puzzle. It's not actually important. Anyway. She's very concrete. She needs things really spelled out. <laughs> yeah. She's a visual learner, yeah, I guess. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Gigi Rice's character, Tay, I guess, meets... Um, Ted McGinley's character on the slopes. Yes. He asks her, he's she's gonna go on the single ski uh, lift or not. She misunderstands and is like, Me? Well, I mean technically I'm single, but I'm not looking for somebody and you're presumptuous and da 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 da. Oh yeah, and he's and then, he has a like, I just meant which ski lift are you going on? Which I was watching this with my wife and stepdaughter. And um, that was one legitimate laugh they got out of this. They they both <laughs> laughed at that. They they both enjoyed it. the The biggest laugh that either of them got is if I'm a, if I may jump around a little bit, is okay. when the um, okay I've already forgotten the young Indian girl's name. Prina. Prina. Um, when she's asking uh, Hermie the Christmas elf out to meet her at the jacuzzi later on, mm-hmm. and they're meeting in the gift shop, and his response is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they both. We had to rewind and watch that again. That that they both really really enjoyed that. So that it did deliver one good hearty laugh, which was this kid's completely blindsided reaction to this attractive woman being interested in him. Yeah, he was he was very cute. Um, yeah, he he clearly did not, not a not a player. That kid didn't no. didn't know didn't know how to handle <laughs> didn't know how to handle that degree of attention. And she is making. I gotta say, they give her character a lot of agency. She is yeah. not making any bones about wanting mm-hmm. to be in, being interested in this boy and just going for it, which is kind of refreshing. She's not given a hard. I mean, she has to deal with her grandmother and kind of run around behind yeah. her back, but she's not ever like given a hard time or or given the message to like no you shouldn't you know pursue a boy or anything like that mm-hmm. she's never punished for that interest yeah and and she's not ever like embarrassed or ashamed or like oh maybe i should do something different she's just like no i like this boy yeah, i'm gonna no. tell him that i like him <laughs> she knows what she wants and she goes for it she's she's a, yeah. the most self-actualized character in the in the movie i think yeah she has wants. She wants to talk to Leo. She for some wants reason to go to. <laughs> he's of an appropriate age and he's around. <laughs> and yeah, he might be the only the only boy at the entire resort. There seem to be only like these nine people at this resort. <laughs> they have all these like activities, and at one point they're like decorating, and there's like one other family right. that we've never seen before there. Other than that, all the activities have just K and T. Dati and Prina, Leo, not with his family, just nope. by himself. <laughs> yeah, his phantom. They just dropped him off there, I think. <laughs> I don't know. They, like, ask him to deal with the luggage. They yell at him to come ski with them from off screen. That's when 
her um, grandmother realizes, oh, you're not a bellhop. <laughs> right. And then at the very end, they like run around after Holly to see if she's going to catch up with Kevin. Because <laughs> apparently they care now. <laughs> that happens at the very end. You there? Can you hear me? I think I'm... Yeah, I think you were breaking up there for a second. Um, Can you hear me? Yeah. The video went away for a second, but you're back. Yeah, we had, we had a little bit of a lag. Um, but, but yeah, this is a severely underpopulated... I mean, it's no wonder that this <laughs> place is maybe not, you know, making big bucks because there's yeah. not a ton of people here, especially considering that... You know, it appears to be the the ski season. Um, yeah. There, there is a. I think. I don't know if they even intend this to be funny, but there is kind of a funny line in her Melissa Joan Hart's opening narration where she's talking about how the resort has been in their family for for generations because, like, her mm-hmm. grand great grandfather started the place, and she says something like, "And and so every year." The place gets a little older. I'm like, well, yeah, that's how time works. It is gonna, it is gonna get older as everything does every year. I mean, I know what she, she, what they were going for is it gets a little more dilapidated and needs a little more attention. But the way it's phrased yeah. struck me as, as funny. Like, well, yeah, obviously it's going to be getting a little older. It's, it's more, I it's age. been more time. Yeah. <laughs> Time moves forward. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. There was a moment when Kevin uh, says something to his kids about, like, staring down the barrel of 40. And I was like, yeah, honey, that's in the back. Uh, Oh, I said the exact same thing. I have the exact same note. I'm like, dude, 40's in the rearview mirror for you, my friend. Not that he's 48. We looked up the actor's age. He's 48 years old. Yeah, not that he's, you know, not a handsome man or anything like that. But it's like, yeah, the casting there is a little bit. It's like, yeah, (laughs) you know, just shift it. Just make it. Well, I guess the timelines wouldn't line up if he said, you know, I was staring down the barrel of 50 because Melissa Joan Hart clearly is not staring down the barrel of 50. And they were supposed to go to college Mm -hmm. together, despite them being about a decade apart in real life. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. He could have been like a a bastard student or something. Yeah. But no. Or they were contemporaries. Right. Maybe he was a non-traditional student, wasn't interested in college until he got older. Yeah, but no. happened to me. <laughs> They're the same age. <laughs> sure. Um, trying to think. Anything other? So I'm, I'm looking at my notes. Um, the uh, there there was one. Oh, so when the dad goes to K and Tay's room. Um, with a box of Christmas decorations for them to decorate mm-hmm. the tree. Um, and it's him and, and Kay Orte. I think it's Kay that is his, uh, the woman he's interested in. And they're decorating mm-hmm. the creed together and bonding over their shared love of everything Christmas related. And mm-hmm. there's this momentary pause. And then he starts with uh, my, uh, my late wife. And it starts discussing things that his wife who's passed has done and my wife and stepdaughter and I in the room all agreed that is a total move he's that's a total like oh yeah well boy I sure miss her around this time of year you know it's a 
it's it's definitely a like oh, if I if I bring this up, yeah, getting her good graces a little bit more. You know, it 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 felt like it didn't feel like a real emotional moment. It felt like a oh, I got to get on her good side. What's a move I can do here? <laughs> yeah, um there theirs was the only like well, like Leo did seem completely bowled over by Prina. Like I believed that. Yeah. Oh but yeah. I believed uh, that... in the charisma between and the chemistry between uh, those two more than other people in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a lot, and I wonder because, like I said, we watched a lot of these. Um, well, we watched this is a lifetime. We watched a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies this year, um, mm-hmm. and there's rarely much chemistry between the two leads in these kind of movies. No. And I wonder if that has something to do with like the just eternal chasteness of Hallmark movies. Like they're the you know, the ultimate expression of love in these films is kissing and marriage. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're very they tend to be very staid, very conservative, buttoned down in their approach of approach to love and romance. And so I wonder if the lack of chemistry is almost intentional. Like uh, we don't want things to get too spicy, so too steamy, yeah, let's right. have a couple actors who clearly have all the chemistry of like a brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's that, or if it's just like the fact that they make these movies so quickly. Yeah. So if you don't already know that actor, you can't like warm up to them and no time like, to really get to know each that. other. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's a lot of people who look pretty talking at each other usually yeah. hallmark movies <laughs> yeah pretty much Not with really the same like flat sitcom lighting on everything like mm-hmm. no shadows no nothing being done that's particularly visually interesting just very very cut and dried mm-hmm. i will give this movie credit that it appears that they filmed it where there is some real snow yeah it looked like real snow which in all of the other hallmark (laughs) movies we saw it's clearly fake snow and i'm like is it that (laughs) hard to find a place to film how how much cheaper can it be to have a bunch of fake styrofoam snow (laughs) it's because i think they usually film it um like in the spring like in july (laughs) (laughs) yeah so those poor actors must be sweating so hard in the christmas clothes that they make them wear yeah (laughs) But this one was like dabbed a lot. Yeah. This one looked like at least some of it was filmed in a legit snowy location. Mm hmm. I think. um... Oh, junk. What's it called? Mistletoe wishes and something. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we saw (laughs) we saw a chunk of that. Um that one I think had real snow. That you could be right. They tend to blend together in my memory of of the various <laughs> ones that we watched. That yeah. ti- that title really rings a bell, though. Yeah, I ended up getting uh, the book uh, from a book club uh, member. We did a book exchange, and I was excited. And she said, "Yeah, it's a lot different than the movie." And I was like, "Oh, really?" But I haven't started reading it yet, oh, so I, was... I don't know how it's different. <laughs> I was intrigued to know in what ways. I didn't know it was based on a book. Yeah, of the same title. I, I presume so, yeah. I mean, when you got a title that great, you don't want to waste I it. I mean, why mess with it? Yeah, don't mess with perfection. Yeah, I actually liked that one. Anyways, pity we're not talking about that movie. 
<laughs> Again, they they're very much a genre and they're very much mm-hmm. a type. And yeah, I mean, they're designed to be as comforting and familiar as possible, mm-hmm. I think, to a particular audience. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really don't. No. Like, they're not my kind of movies. I, I'm not a real Christmas guy. It's, they're not designed for me. But I have no animosity towards stuff that's designed as, like, low-impact entertainment to, you know, take your mind off things and, and let you settle into something that's comfortable and enjoyable. You know, these aren't... You don't think it's an act of fascism to take make these movies? <laughs> an act of fascism? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> no, we've got we've got actual acts of fascism to worry about. I think <laughs> exactly. I think Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies are pretty low on our list of 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 concerns. Of concerns, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just happened to read some article not long ago. Some guy was bloviating about um, oh, people not wanting to read books with conflict or books that are challenging and. On the one hand, yeah, you know, it's it's good to get outside of your comfort zone sometimes and expose yourself to stuff that could be challenging or, or different. But to look down on someone for not wanting to engage in that is just mm-hmm. such arrogance. I, yeah. You know, uh, there's tons of stuff that I love that is, you know, not particularly challenging. I love it because it is comforting and enjoyable, you know. I'm not going to be challenged yeah, if I sit down. I, I'm not going to be challenged if I sit down and watch like 10 episodes of the old Columbo show in a row. I know exactly what's yeah. going to happen in every one. Columbo's going to probably get that guy. That's usually how they work out. <laughs> exactly. So these are not that for me, but I can. they obviously serve that purpose for for yeah. some audience. And so I can't, I can't hate on them on, on them for that. I'm trying to think if there's any other plot points well, i know Kay uh is waiting for a phone call from her doctor right who calls her on christmas day to let her know that her tests were negative first of all only docked in the world working on christmas day second of <laughs> all a doctor who's really got a sense of dramatic timing like what is the most important <laughs> moment i can call and and give her this this information one one weird little detail I wanted to to uh, reverse and mention real quickly is that evidently every year the dad will dress up and read a Christmas carol <laughs> yes. to the resort attendees. For starters, he mm-hmm. comes out and starts doing this out of nowhere. I don't know if these people mm-hmm. knew that he was going to be doing this as they were all sitting down there eating dinner. <laughs> and I'd be so distressed if someone just came out and started reading <laughs> Allowed in costume as I'm just trying to enjoy dinner with with the person I'm with. Second of all, a Christmas Carol is really long. Does he do the whole thing every year? <laughs> I was wondering that too. Is it like Patrick like, Stewart's one man this... show where he does all the right. different parts of the Christmas Carol? It's like, are you really going to stand there for like three hours or however long it's going to take to read this whole thing? Yeah. Me and my family were wondering that too. Is he just gonna do a reading from a Christmas Carol? Yeah, it's not or... really specified. Because <laughs> they make it seem like he's gonna do the whole thing, and I'm like, is he just gonna be down there for three hours? Because people are gonna be leaving after they're done eating. They're not gonna stick around. The moment I saw a guy show up in costume and start reading, I'd be like, uh, check. I I got <laughs> stuff I to do. I got, I got not other here. things to do. <laughs> they did have like a small sign. 
outside the dining hall. But I don't know. It wasn't like... He didn't even like say, okay, now I'm going to do a reading. He just like opens the book. And, and just and barrels like, into Marley it. Marley yeah. was dead to begin yeah. with. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so this is the kind of note we're going to have, huh? All right. <laughs> um, oh, the, somebody's not able to come because of bad weather. The band. The, the band can't arrive. And they're supposed to be there on Christmas Day, There's, I guess. Yeah, they're anything. supposed to be on Christmas. For starters, um, the skier has to ski down a hill as Santa. Because I guess oh, it's right. their ritual every year that they have someone dressed as Santa ski downhill. Uh-huh. Uh, and he manages to screw up and either... I, I think just sprain his ankle. I don't think his ankle is supposed mm-hmm. to be broken. But that's, you know, further him for being further comic relief, being unable to do yeah. the one thing he's actually supposed to be good at, which is skiing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, then there's he a mon- talks to the dog. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he's lays out all of his his uh, he lays out his heart to the to the golden retriever who's still wearing the antlers. <laughs> Very, so for all the time McGinley knows. He's, He's talking, talking to a reindeer, reindeer yeah, because <laughs> apparently all these people are animal blind and can't recognize a dog with <laughs> fake antlers on. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, what is it, the wrong trousers, where the penguin takes off the Oh, the little glove. rubber glove on the head, yeah, and it, the people immediately <laughs> presume it's a rooster. It's you! <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but that's that's an excellent analogy. Except in that movie, it's intentional and very funny. <laughs> well, that that movie is brilliant, which this <laughs> this film I I'm afraid it's to say not. is not quite not quite up to the work of Nick Parks. <laughs> um, oh, I guess the quote. Oh, and that's that, when we have the Bollywood is because they have no entertainment. Exactly. I was convinced. So we were trying to predict what was going to happen. So mm-hmm. um, when we get to that part, and the band's not going to be there. Um, we all had a moment where we're like, okay, what's the cliched ending? And mm-hmm. my first thought was Ted McGinley's character um, is going to sing a song because he seemed like the kind of guy who's probably got a guitar stowed oh, somewhere. Sure. Uh, oh, yeah. And then it would have been. He looks like he shows up places with a guitar and is like, hey, let's all sing. And everyone's like, no. Exactly. He's like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh and then they started doing singing Christmas carols. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what it's going to be. Everybody's just going to sing Christmas mm-hmm. carols. I will admit I was not expecting a Bollywood number. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> she does reference Bollywood at one point earlier in the movie. Something about like, oh, this isn't dancing. You should see Bollywood movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was just another like, you know, hey, they're Indian. Did you notice? Did you notice they're Indian? Because the, there's a lot of dialogue <laughs> like that. Um, mm-hmm. I That... I didn't see it coming. I will give the movie that. I did not see that mm-hmm. particular twist coming. And then everyone starts dancing with each other. Which is where watching all the extremely white people trying to do Bollywood dance moves was when I, I started to feel mildly uncomfortable. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're edging into territory we don't necessarily want to be in. And I guess the quote in Spanish that he writes in her quote-unquote college yearbook... <laughs> is Pablo Neruda is did I yeah. did I get that right which yeah 
it is impossible for me to hear that without immediately countering in my head in Bart Simpson's voice. I'm familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. So I was just waiting for her to say that, but no, no dice. This movie, this movie is not up to making a Simpsons reference. No. And uh, she managed to figure out what it said and uh, brushed up on her Spanish a little bit, even though she has in the past been very poor at Spanish. Well, she was properly motivated, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, was familiar Kevin... with the works of Pablo Neruda. There you go. <laughs> um, or used Google. Which... Google Translate, yeah, probably. <laughs> which is probably what the and movie it's did. like, this is Pablo Neruda. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin knows how to help her with a technical problem on a computer. Later, the heater breaks. He's able to fix the heater. He's well. Yeah, he's a real whiz with technical stuff. And then he wants to use snow to make energy. And he Question wants mark? to make yeah. the ski resort green. The first sustainable ski resort, I think he says. Okay. And I was like, I wonder if that's true. I'm, I'm not going to look it up. I don't care that much. But there's like sustainable hotels. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would suppose you could do like hydroelectric type stuff with yeah. the, I mean with snow snow into water it seems like mm-hmm. there probably is something they kept it just vague enough that you could be like <laughs> oh he's into green electricity without them actually having mm-hmm. to like crack open a book and do any research on any actual yeah. technology and he's good at everything technologically mm-hmm. related he can fix a computer he can fix a heater it doesn't seem to matter size scale nature yeah. of the appliance he's he's there <laughs> um and then when holly finally decides oh yeah i i do want to go to him everyone stops what they're doing which is trying to check out of the hotel and they like run after her to see them get together yeah and which uh, were i in their position i would i would be like why the hell are you all watching us <laughs> Have the everyone in this yeah. resort is watching us have this moment. Super invested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I re- also, I, even if you were invested, like, wouldn't you look from afar because you would be like, "Oh, I don't want to like intrude." Yeah, you'd think. Yeah. These people have no problem <laughs> these intruding. Don't care. <laughs> no, none the least. There's no entertainment in that place other than like watching who's going to be <laughs> hooking up with who. So it was everyone's yeah. really, really got a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. And and Kay apparently like- decides to stay with the dad without like bringing any of her stuff or like I presume <laughs> I she lives not. somewhere else. But at the end, she like comes up to him and is like, "Yep, I'm here now." It's like, "All right, well, just really starting afresh, I guess." Yeah, and he's like, "It's they have the very last moment of the movie," mm-hmm. and so he's like, "I have a feeling I'm gonna like my new hire." Mm Because I guess she's going to help him with the hotel now. And she kind of laughs. And then... I forget what the last line of the movie is, but it's such a letdown. It's just them, like, welcoming some new guests, I think. It's like, hi, welcome to the Tree Lions Resort. And it's like, oh, life goes on. Yeah, and that's the end. And it it cut off because the way we taped it was wrong, I guess. So then we, like, try to find On Demand and then, like, fast forward to, like, watch the last little minute to, like, just see them, you know, give each other a little kiss and yeah, be like, nope, that's oh, it. they're together, <laughs> la, la, la. No, they just, like, oh, welcome to the resort. All right, back to I'm business. Like, 
We don't even get a kiss? Why? <laughs> Enough of this affection. Back to business. <laughs> and then it made it seem that, like, all he really wanted was someone to replace his wife in terms of running the Oh, thank down. God. Another person to do the dirty work for me. I can work on brushing up my Charles Dickens costume. Yeah. That's what my sister said earlier on. He's like, oh, I'm going to go to the back real quick. You can take over for me. Yeah, he like, totally just... She, and he's like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> it's like, he, she doesn't even work there at that point. They're not even a couple or anything. No. It's just like, yeah, no. handle this for me. It's like, this dude, you have been relying on women to take care of your crap for way too long. He's <laughs> He went from his wife to his daughter, and now he's got another woman who's, who's yeah. coming in who's going to be handling things for him. He's... <laughs> He's a mess. He's a mess. Oh, dear. Uh, we also have Tim McGinley's character trying to figure out if they're going to do, like, long distance, him and his girl. Right. And she's like, well, bye, <laughs> essentially. And then he's like, what? I, I found this relationship like, okay. maybe the most baffling of all of them because she gen it's not even a matter of no chemistry. She genuinely seems not interested. Like the times that he tries to make some moves on her for the most part in the movie, she kind of plays it off like, yeah, whatever. She do- she really doesn't seem to care at all. And then at the end, she's like, oh, you got to d- develop a sense of humor. Get on here. Get on the bus with me. So it's like, wait, what? You two had nothing <laughs> ruin between you yeah it's like the I mean, laws she of did the... that kind of coy thing of like oh i'm not interested but i'm a little interested i guess but she was kind of like i, I yeah. think it's maybe because that actress didn't change her facial expression through the entirety of the <laughs> film she always had that big toothy smile and so mm-hmm. it was really hard to read like how do you feel about <laughs> this person or i guess she was supposed to be kind of hokey and quirky because she's got the ugly christmas yeah. sweaters and stuff but Mm-hmm. There was not not enough variety in how she reacted to things to really get any kind of read on how she felt about yeah. this guy. It it really I, I fully expected it to end with just him being like, Well, you know, nothing's happening there, but I I've learned to grow up and I'm gonna, you know, stop wallowing in my former glories. And then she invites him on the bus and I was like, Oh, well, mm-hmm. all right. Guess everybody's pairing off. <laughs> That's happening. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, she mentions that she's a grandmother, and he's like, you're a grandmother? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, huh, you're a grandmother? Yeah, which... (laughs) He establishes that she's a grandmother, like, three or four times. (laughs) And why is that so hard for him to believe? They're both of the age where they would be grandparents. There's... It's not... Yeah. It's not like she's 25, and she's like, yeah, I'm a grandmother. It's like, whoa, what the hell happened? No, it's... uh, uh, yeah, I'd, it's like that is an age appropriate thing. Totally age appropriate thing to be possibly be. <laughs> yeah, and you guys barely know each other. Like you, you've hung out a little bit. You gave her one crappy ski lesson, then sprained your ankle, and it's mm-hmm. like that's the extent of your relationship. It's yeah, I I in a in a film with some very strange relationships. That was the one that I I had the hardest time getting a handle on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Prina says she wants to go to Dartmouth, and if she does, then she and Leo are going to become an item. And then Dita seems, like, totally on board now. Yeah, she has decided she likes Leo at some point or another. Yeah. 
which I mean, so, we're never good. we never see anything <laughs> unlikable about him because we never really no. see anything about it. Maybe she feels sorry for him because he's like this feral child that's been left there without any parental <laughs> supervision. It's like, oh my god, are you just Maybe. abandoned by your parents at the ski resort? <laughs> Maybe. And that's the story of Christmas reservations. We we do get one more. Um, can't go through life with all these reservations. You have to cancel them. That was that was the line I wrote down because it's like, you get it yet, audience? You get it? I didn't count how many times they did reservations, but I feel like it was at least three. It might have been five. It was somewhere in that range. It, it was. It I was, was like you can't do this more than once, guys. You know, they were hammering that one home because you know I, I presume when this was originally aired, there'd be commercial breaks, and you might forget during the commercial break. Oh yeah, Christmas mm-hmm. reservations. So they really needed to, to <laughs> nail it again. again. Oh right. <laughs> oh, and he makes a really god awful uh, married Christmas pun at the end, oh. where it's like, why they get engaged? Because he's proposing to her basically, and says. Right. He's like, oh, I got a trivia question for you, lady. What uh, What did the bride say on her wedding day hey. when she got married on Christmas? Christmas and they said, have a married Christmas. <laughs> and I was waiting for the people. this is romantic, c- apparently. Everyone, Everyone's gathering around them, and I was just waiting for someone to be like, oh, boo. You know, just g- give some reaction <laughs> like, that's terrible, Gross. man. Gross. <laughs> You know, some fruit being thrown from the back or something like that. But no, it's... So quit your day job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell some jokes. No, yeah, I, I guess... Yeah, that's adorable, I guess. Sure. Sure. And they keep the dog. Yes. Who I... Because he was living in a kennel. I get. I missed that life. part. I missed. I missed where the dog came from and why they got to keep him. Something about him escaping was, and like some old, yeah. older owners or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> the important thing is the stupid children got their lovely dog. Got their dog, yes. And uh, that aging man who pretended to be forty got his girl, and everyone's <laughs> happy. <laughs> yep, everyone is paired off in heteronormative couples, as is the <laughs> as is the appropriate ending for any of these Hallmark <laughs> Lifetime. Christmas Christmas uh, confections. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there are two scales, one to five stars in terms of quality and one to five whatevers in terms of mockability. So I don't know. Uh, reindeer. <laughs> yeah, okay. One to five uh, dogs masquerading as reindeer, maybe? Yeah, okay. there we go. Um, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I'll give it like two and a half stars, I guess. They had real snow, which I liked. Um, I liked all the actors. I thought everyone was game. Um, they're, I don't know. It's just a fun little movie with, a bunch of different romances and if there's any one storyline you don't care about don't worry in a couple of minutes the other storyline's going to come up mm-hmm. and you'll like that one better uh so yeah i would recommend people you know drink drink a little nog while watching this <laughs> and have a good time uh and in terms of mockability i don't know i think i'll rate it pretty high 
I don't know if I was just in high spirits, but I laughed pretty hard at all of the reservation conversations and the fact that they thought that that stupid dog was a reindeer. Um, so I'll give it like three and a half dog reindeers. Yeah, I was going to go to uh, two and a half on the stars as well. This is a pretty much like straight down the middle kind of movie. It's like there's, it's not offensive by and large. It's not terrible. It's mm-hmm. doesn't aspire to be anything other than, you know, a, a somewhat forgettable, charming Christmas time waster. And how charming it is, your mileage may vary, but I didn't hate watching it. You know, it it didn't it didn't cause suffering on any level <laughs> to view. Yeah. Um and there were enough weird little moments like the Bollywood number and the Christmas mm-hmm. carol thing that it I didn't get bored watching it. That's which true. with other with a lot of these Hallmark movies that were on, if I wasn't actively making fun of them, they're very dull. And yeah. this moved at a decent clip and was fairly tolerable. In terms of mockability, um, I'm going to give it a, what's the maximum? Five? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a four out of five because there's enough weird stuff that happens yeah. that there's enough, wait, what? moments in it to the keep you keep you engaged and give you material to work with yeah yeah i almost gave it four and i was like oh no i can't quite do it but yeah it is it is goofy (laughs) on the scale of the the christmas movies i've been watching on the hallmark channel i would say it's as if not more mockable than the Nine Lives of Christmas, which was the one with a cat that I was watching like a good, maybe a day or so before this one. Is that the one with the firefighter? That's the that one with the one? firefighter played by I love that former one. Superman, Brandon <laughs> Routh. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> that one's very, that one's very silly and, and. Mm-hmm. and mockable and and you know when i see actors who i know had other stuff going on at some point and i see him in a mm-hmm. lifetime or hallmark movie you know it sometimes i feel a little bit of like uh, well sorry man <laughs> that's 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 where you are now like that there, there was one with brian doyle murray who um was never like a star or anything but he's he's been around for quite a while and i'm like so you've hit the hallmark movie section of your career have you brian doyle murray (laughs) it's sort of like seeing a band you really like playing at a county fair Mm, and it's like mm -hmm. oh so you're at the county fair portion huh all right (laughs) which is probably a little snobby of me to be honest but (laughs) i mean they're making Um, they're making money they're doing yeah probably getting nice weekends and resorts and stuff making these movies so Mm -hmm. yeah people love uh filming hallmark movies apparently because they're like pretty um easy in terms of scheduling and um it's like a pretty supportive atmosphere and they like prioritize families and so if you have like small kids like they'll work around your what you need and stuff that's good and i can't imagine they're terribly like strenuous (laughs) to film like you're not no. doing stunts and stuff in these, by and large, except maybe some skiing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that was actually Tab again. Like, <laughs> no, no, it, was, it definitely was not 
any of them doing the actual skiing in the end scenes of the skiing. It cut to really long shots whenever yeah. anyone would be let's, skiing. It's let's like, back way on up. Yeah, because we got someone who's, you know, does not even begin to resemble the person. So right. we'll put a helmet on them and we'll put the camera in a different zip code and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. I remember when The Nine Lives of Christmas was advertised. I was like, Hallmark, you think what that all of your viewers are like cat ladies who have a thing for firefighters like yes <laughs> i'm still annoyed that you think that. it's like you hit the nail on the head and also i'm offended <laughs> like yes and yes but <laughs> how rude of you to point that out <laughs> I-, I had some affection for that one as well because i'm a total cat guy so the orange cat and it reminded me of my cat and it's like okay well Aww. you've got you've got me on this level at least movie yeah Okay, well, thank thank you everyone for listening. Have a happy new year. Um, if people want to follow you, where can they do that? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Joel A. Barker. At uh, it's mostly pictures of my cat and or places where I'm drinking beer. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I rarely use it, and uh, I don't have a podcast or anything. I'm just a podcast enthusiast, so. If you live in San Diego and you see me, wave. <laughs> you should um, wear a picture of your cat on your t-shirt. So, so everyone knows you. it's me. Yeah. Well, people in, <laughs> in my neighborhood know my cat better than they know me. So she's... she's. <laughs> well, how often do you go out begging for food, though? More often than you'd think. But... <laughs> But yeah, no, she is she is much beloved in the neighborhood. She's the mayor of the block. Aw. Um, I guess I should tell people where to follow the show. Can I remember? Um, I think it's at N-A-B-M pod on Twitter. No, it's at N-A-B-N podcast. And all the usual places you find podcasts and not another bad movie podcast dot libsyn l-i-b-s-y-n dot com and i do have a patreon and i am behind on it but you can get uh while you were casting there which is where i talk about um each dvd chapter of the dvd while you were sleeping <laughs> and uh yeah tell a friend that'd be nice and i'll see you next month bye